Welcome to your Lighting Lady podcast, a place for inspiring ideas and practical advice to help you improve the lighting in your home. I'm Josie Ratton, a former lighting designer and lover of all things home design. I use my two decades of experience to provide simple ways you can have the lighting you love. I hope you'll join me and get ready to be inspired about the difference good lighting can make. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of your Lighting Lady podcast. Today we're going to talk about ways you can use lighting in small spaces to help them feel brighter and more open. Joining me on this episode is my good friend and ex-work colleague, Brittany Lynch. Hi, Brittany. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Hello. Tell the listeners a little bit about you and your background. Sure. Okay. I work at Clinton and Associates. I'm a lighting designer there and project manager. My background is in architecture and um, I started in lighting by doing energy analysis and then went into the manufacturer application side and then found myself at um, design firms. And I love this topic because I had, for the past 10 years, I've really lived in crappy small spaces. (laughs) (laughs) So you got experience in this. Yes, I feel like I have a lot of experience. And it's funny, people would ask me, oh, you're a lighting designer. I'd love to see what your home looks like. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) Um, But we try where we can. So yeah, Yeah. I'm excited to chat about this. Yeah, that's always that's always the thing about, you know, going to a lighting designer's home. It's not always the best lighting. So Yeah, you definitely do have some experience. I know your last apartment you're in was was pretty cramped with with two little kids too. So um, you certainly got that experience there. Um, so what's sort of the the first thing you think about when you've got a small space? Um, what would you recommend doing just in general? Well, I noticed that if you're living in some sort of uh, developed apartment complex or, you know, any kind of like in Boston area, the triple deckers, there's really no um, hard circuited lighting. So you have, you have to have, you have to use the plugs where you can find them. And a lot of the times the plug, the placement of the plug location is not near your front door. So you walk into a dark space and you have to walk across the room, you know, so it's kind of like a a technical trying to figure out how to get light near doorways too, when you first walk in at nighttime. Um, I think that's one, one big starting point is like, okay, here's my house at nighttime. Where do I actually have light switches, hardwired sources, and where do I actually need to put a light so that I can see from my door, my front doorway? Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you do then? So if you walk in and there's, let's say, a hallway or an entryway and the plug's the other side of the room, you know, would you just put a light over there and then just make sure it kind of just creates a big glow? Is that the idea? You know, I I, I wanted to bring this up. I, I forgot to mention this. Okay, so I am a fan of like the IKEA little um, remote button um, light. So the lamp that's controlled. And so what, what we did is it's got this little magnetic back on it and then you can Velcro it to your wall. And so when you, cause we would walk into our apartment and it was, you know, I think we had to walk at least 20 feet until we got a light switch. And so we put that right next to the front door. And then on the other side of the room was where the plug was. And so it was just like a simple cord and, 
um, plug pendant and, you know, so we'd walk in, press the button and problem is solved. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And I know nowadays, too, there's like Alexa, Amazon has like smart plugs, I think. So I think you could probably walk in the door and maybe say, you know, turn it on or something. I haven't got one, but (laughs) my understanding is that there's smart plugs now for Alexa. Um, But that's, yeah, I mean, that's a great idea using that kind of remote system when there's plugs way away. I know I've lived in apartments where, you know, the plugs are not where you want them to be. Yeah. And you have this like ingrained, everybody does, where's the light switch? Where's the light switch? So even if I did have like a, you know, a Philips Hue or something on my phone, I'd have to walk in, open my phone, touch the button. And so that's why I really like this switch option, because when you're first walking into a dark space, you know, you don't want to make sure there's no boogeyman in there. You want to turn on the light as fast as you can. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, that's a great idea. Yeah. And I think um, especially for hallways, too, you know, if you can get some kind of um, circuiting in um, in the walls or if there is locations for wall sconces, I think in small hallways, wall sconces are really like the way to go because they don't take up any floor space. You know, they're not going to hang down if you've got low ceilings in your hallway, which a lot of places do if it's a small apartment. Um, you know, I think putting a row of wall sconces down a little narrow hallway is really going to make it feel brighter. And then, or you have a flush, little flush mount fixture or a, you know, a pendant if you've got the ceiling height. I think just something there just to make it feel brighter, but taking it off the floor. Yeah, I love the neutral flush mount. Um, I guess it's the rich, brilliant, willing, the crisp wall sconce. I feel like that is really good and affordable as well. And it's just super simple. Like I don't like going. I think a lot of times people think wall sconce and they'll think of something fancier. There's a lot of awesome, neutral, affordable flush mount solutions that really, you know, they just get it bright in the area where you need it. Oh, yeah. And they don't have to stick out very far. You know, they can be so, especially with LEDs now, like they can be so narrow. Um, yeah, I know. We need to get some new ones. I'm I'm the worst at choosing wall sconces, though, so I might have to get your opinion. <laughs> I'm really boring. I'm such a minimalist if I had my choices. I'm looking at my house right now. I'm like, I've not changed any of my lighting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, same. I will sconces the originals from the building, you know, build a grade. Okay. I mean, if lighting designers don't do it, then no, you can too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so going into sort of the living room space, I think the big thing that I feel in small living rooms is not just having one single light in the middle of the ceiling. I mean, in a small space, you want to create different feelings, different moods, creating layers of light. So A, it gives you options. Um, So you can just have like, you know, low dim, low light level in a particular area if you wanted to, accenting something. But also it's just going to feel brighter and just uh, it makes it actually bigger if you put different layers of light on. When you've got accent lights, you've got task lighting, you've got ambient lighting, decorative lighting, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's I was just I had this memory of when I was a child and I had one lamp and I would move it to different corners of my room to see what it would do. Now, if that's not your sign that I should be a lighting designer, <laughs> I don't know. It's like this little like, you know, puppy lamp thing. But it's it shows that, 
you, you can, um, you know, it's important to put light in corners. I think mm-hmm. it, I, I totally am a fan of that. And I do it in different ways. Um, and it all depends on like what free sample the office is giving away at the moment or what the last. So I get, I got um, like a little, I had, for some reason I had little floodlights, like landscape floodlights. And that's where I would try to tuck it in a corner and put like, you know, books or something in front of it. So that way it would sort of shine out. Um, of course, I know everybody probably doesn't have, you know, access to these kinds of samples. Um but the the same effect can be done, which we're talking about is with a single lamp. And if you get a little clamp, so it's like a cord and plug, A19, which is your screw in incandescent old guy, and they have little clamps and you can sort of clamp on the cord to like the back piece of your furniture and then that'll light it up. Um, and a way to control that is like if you do like, you know, the Ikea solution with the little touchpad works really well. Philips Hue or Alexa or something like that would be a good way to control it. Or if you're okay with like leaning over and uncomfortably contorting your body, which is what I usually do <laughs> to turn on a light source, <laughs> then that's fine as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think just brightening up those corners. I mean, if you brighten surfaces, lighting surfaces, that's really making rooms bigger. You know, if you can, there's so many living rooms I've been to, especially in the past growing up as a child, where there's just that one light in the middle. You know, I suddenly mm-hmm. grew up in houses where there was one single light in the middle. And even if that is in what you have in your house, it's like you can add table lamps, you can add floor lamps, you could add these lights in the corners. You, you know, even if it's just you stick a table lamp behind a sofa, you mm-hmm. know, just and it's hidden say a table lamp you don't like anymore or something, you could take the shade off it, just stick yes. it behind a sofa, put it on the floor, and it'll just light up, and it'll be wonderful. It'll just light up the ceiling, the the walls, you know, and it's not taking up, like, space if it if you've got that little gap between, you know, between the sofa and the wall um, mm-hmm. or a table and a wall or something. I mean, that's a great, way, simple way to do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think just adding lights in corners. And if you do have a floor lamp, I mean, floor lamps are also great to stick into a corner. If you have a tall floor lamp, you know, vertical lights always help, I think, with making spaces feel bigger. Yes. You know, yeah. like vertical pendants to bring mm-hmm. the eye up or putting something big and decorative on the ceiling. Um a flush mount or a pendant, yeah. you know, because it brings the eye upwards versus kind of focusing on how tiny the room is. You kind of drawn, yes, the eyes drawn upwards. I think if you can draw your eye upwards, um, I think that helps um, vertically, and especially yeah. in a in a tall. If it's a tall ceiling, small area, you know, it's nice to bring bring some lights down there. And if I I find those little like those little hooks that people use for planters and stuff, you can just screw those, like for indoor hanging plants, you can just screw those little um, hooks into your ceiling. And then if, once again, me and the cord and plug, obviously you can see it, uh, <laughs> you know, my my love is just how do I not hardwire a fixture in my house? Because, <laughs> so you just use that, you know, you get an extra long cord and then, you know, it's just like one little lamp. And there's so many shades everywhere. Like every single store has awesome shades. And so all you really need to do is get that cord and plug. And I'm, you know, I'm everywhere. So Amazon, Ikea, Target, you know. Um, so I think those, but the, the key is with those is if you're not going to get 
one that has like the Ikea switchpad touch, you should go with the Philips Hue or something because it does become annoying to like go over to the plug and plug it in all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the overall theme is like, what's the minimal amount of effort I can do for this? Because I, you know, work full time, have a couple kids, you know, what do I have laying around right now that I can experiment with? And then it's just great because it's not, you know, it's not like you're really, it's a, a transportable solution, you know, right. but like you say, yeah. let's take a lamp here or there. So, you know, making it easy on yourself, working yeah. with what you already have, you'd be surprised what's you know hanging around i think like moving things around seeing what works you know lighting the dark corners um doing it at night you know so you really understand it i mean it's got to work with your furniture it's got to work with your style but i think you know having that flexibility but i do think i mean we have like a table lamp and we have a floor lamp in our living room and i think just those two heights is nice because i feel i mean we don't have any ceiling lights you know we just Mm -hmm. have we basically the only lights in our living room is a table lamp and a floor lamp um and i think you just have to move them and see where it works for you and where you want to be able to read on the sofa um where you want just the glow in the room and i think brightness and knowing like where you you want to be reading so you don't really if you have a light source right above you it might be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So thinking about that, but that's all like in the experimentation. And it's if it's not working, then you just move it. Yeah, exactly. And I think even if, if you're in a small room that does have fixed lighting, I think just seeing, you know, if you can, if they're say, I know some living rooms, some spaces might have a ceiling light in there, might have a wall sconce. You know, if they can be on different circuits, it's awesome. If you could put them on different circuits, if you can do maybe movable wall sconces, you know, bracketed ones, you know, that can might work and mm-hmm. to work as reading lights if that works. But I think being able to put things onto different circuits, if you do have multiple lights in a room, is great. And putting everything on dimmers, and especially in a living room, because I think that's where you want to be able to have different options. If you just want it to be bright and you're reading and or you're playing a game, and then if you just want it to be, you know, darker and moodier and you're just watching TV, you don't want all like the big ceiling lights on. And Yeah, I noticed that. And that's where I would say like the Hue or the IKEA solution have has those dimmable features in those mm-hmm. lamps. And it is worth it to go for that if you have a bunch of um, overhead, you know, recessed lighting cans or whatever. I mean, some of the, I'm just thinking of my mom's house and I go in there and it's just, everything is full on different <laughs> color temperatures. And I'm like, I can't, you know, I'm start turning things off right away. And I, that happens a lot with houses. And so if, if you don't want to get an electrician in there, just go grab a, you know, Philips Hue. Yeah. And even if you don't want to do that, just buy a dimmer, just buy a wall box dimmer, you know, yeah. go to Home Depot, buy a, a wall box dimmer, put it on, put everything, you know, on a dimmable circuit and just make it less bright. Even if it's all goes down together, you know, having that flexibility, you're going to, you know, appreciate it. It's just you don't need totally. lights to be on at full brightness, especially. Uh, yeah. I mean, my parents have had houses where it's all down lights just everywhere. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa that's bright. <laughs> Oh, it hurts my head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, one like non lighting solution is using mirrors, you know, in small spaces. Because I think making yes. the most of natural light in a small room really helps. So, opening the curtains, you know, having light colored um, drapes, having light colored walls, 
you know, letting light bounce around makes a room feel bigger. I mean, if you want a room to feel small, you use dark paint colors and dark furniture, and that's going to make a room feel small. But if you paint everything light and you put mirrors in there, so that really helps bounce light around. You know, mirrors are like one of the easiest, cheapest ways to um, make a room feel bigger. Oh, yeah, like in the entry hall. I'm looking at a spot on my wall right now where I see some direct light. I'm like, oh, that'd be great for a mirror right there. Mm -hmm. Pump it back over here. Yeah. I know. If you really want like dark pieces of furniture, just get a dark throw pillow. <laughs> or maybe like one dark statement sofa or something. I feel like I'm not, I mean, neither of us are really dark furniture kind of people, I think, you know. We, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. I have a, I have a green wall. I know. I, I have my yeah, spots yeah, that I like. Yeah, you have a dark wall. Uh-huh. You know, but if you can help it, if you really need that, it's yeah, it's funny, and it's funny when you inherit a house or an apartment. Like for some reason, our ceiling in here is light blue, and as soon as we paint it white, it's just gonna. Even though it's so, you know, even light blue seems like it's light enough, but. If you compare it next to a, a nice crisp white, it just is so much brighter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about that with our powder room downstairs. It's, um, I mean, we it's a tiny, tiny room, but it's dark green. Like All four walls are dark green, which is the rest of our house is that color too. And I know if I just painted it white, it would just be like so much more open. And I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, going into bathrooms and especially tiny powder rooms and tiny bathrooms, putting those lights on the vanities is really going to make the difference to be able to get better lighting for you. Because you really want good lighting in the mirror is like the, is the most critical. You don't need all the lighting, you know, over the toilet or over, you know, the main area. It's like you want it at the mirror and especially in a tiny room. I think having you know, a vanity light above the mirror or either side of the mirror would be great if you can put power there. Um, And then, I mean, you can have flush mounted lights in the ceiling, I think. It's just um, to throw more light around. But I do feel in a smaller bathroom, focusing on the vanity in the mirror is going to be really where you want to make it feel um, brighter Mm -hmm. and where you need the light. And I'm thinking about because we were renting for so long, like, how do you do this as a renter? And, you know, we didn't ever end up painting, but it was something I thought of like every weekend. And I think if you think of it that much, just to like talk to your landlord, see if they'll chip in on the paint, because it really does transform the space to make it brighter. And that's something that you can do without getting, you know, another lamp or something. Um, Definitely just try and see you know, in a bathroom, if it's not white or a light finish in there, it's really going to make it difficult to bounce light around. And so if you're renting, I would say, you know, try to do that first, because that'll make the most difference initially. Yeah. And even or even maybe getting a bigger mirror sometimes in a, um, you know, I know sometimes, especially in small bathrooms, they just have the tiny little mirrors if it's just a, you know, not a built in mirror, Um, or even getting the um, mirrors with built in lights. I mean, that's an easy, you know, and I don't know if maybe some of those nowadays are battery powered or plugged. I'm not sure how, how they how they can work nowadays. Um, it'd be cool if it was a battery powered one. I don't know if they do this. I know. I was thinking about that. So I, I know that Amazon sells, you know, super cheap tape light. 
And I know you can get it so it there is a little transformer, but you could probably hide it and plug it in and just put it around your mirror. Um, yeah, without there, there's a lot of ways that could go wrong. But if you don't really care and you just want, <laughs> you know, you want your face to look brighter when you when you put on makeup, that would work. And do you know another way I've actually seen? I've actually seen this in. Um... <laughs> it's a little old, but like grandparents' homes, is um, if you have a larger vanity, like a table where it's actually a, a countertop, is people have put table lamps um, on mm. there. So because maybe, maybe all you have is a recessed down lights or you have one ceiling light right in the middle and it's behind your head um, mm-hmm. when you're looking in the vanity, which is, is really common in older houses, I think, um, is... I've seen people put table lamps and it can be a nice bright one, um, different sizes or different scales, but with a light colored shade on it. And that can, and it basically goes in front of your face essentially. And so it's going to light your face much nicer when you look in the, in the mirror. And so that's a really simple way, you know, if you have the counter space um, to be able to put a table lamp there. And I've seen that, um, especially in older homes. Hmm. <clears throat> that's a good point. I'm just envisioning my the bathrooms in the renter renters places where we rented, mm-hmm. and they always just seemed so tiny and uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, so if you don't have the space, yeah, if you could get like a floor lamp or something like a torchair, like just to throw light up and around, you know, even something like that. If you can stick a tiny little narrow floor lamp in a corner somewhere, I mean, I know plugs are always an issue in bathrooms, but. You know, if, if you have an extra socket there that you can reach easily, putting floor lamps in, I've seen that too. Um, it, it just, they suddenly make it brighter. Um, I I am curious. I, I feel like this, the tape light around the mirror in a tiny bathroom, if you just have like a galley, just straight in, shower to your right, vanity to the left, you know, it's like a straight shot. I feel like a lot of those New England homes are like that. And the only sort of space you have to stand is in front of the mirror. And so if you have that, mm. yeah, you know, it yeah. could work. Otherwise, just buy yourself a makeup mirror and go to your bedroom. And <laughs> if you care that much. Uh-huh. Yeah. And nowadays, though, you can get um, lights that, I mean, they, they don't necessarily stick on, but they're not hardwired, you know, recessed down lights even, you know, to put mm-hmm. on the ceiling if you need more lights. I know Amazon sells them, Ikea sells them, and you can get them at like Home Depot, where they're much easier just to mount simply on a wall or on the ceiling. Say if you wanted something over a bath, um, you know, over a shower, if it's wet location, you know, if it's a waterproof fixture. I think those are great things to do, too, if you just feel your bathroom's really too dark and it's you can't get any more light in there. But if, mm-hmm. if you do have a flush-mounted light, I think, and that's really all you have, you just need to make sure that it's it's really luminous and that it just glows and it throws light up onto the ceiling. You don't want a dark shade. You don't want it to be like a solid, um, which is with a flat lens on the bottom. You want it to be throwing light up and everywhere on all the ceiling and the walls and everything. And if that's what you've got, that's that's the best way to, to get it to feel brighter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think moving on to things like task lighting, um, you know, I think especially in smaller 
space is like, but when task lighting is critical, I think that's where it can really work well in a small room, like a small kitchen or a small office. Make the most of task lighting and put it under kitchen cabinets. If you've got a really tiny kitchen and you just have an overhead light, you know, it's going to throw light onto the cabinets, but it's really not going to throw light onto your counters. And just mm-hmm. under cabinet task lighting is so easy nowadays. You can get magnetic ones. You can get simple strips. It's super inexpensive. I think it's so much more critical in smaller kitchens than in bigger kitchens even that have maybe have more natural light in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think just using task lighting there. And the same with offices. And I think if you have a tiny office area, even if it's just a desk and you don't have a big desk, you could, if you can try and get a, a pendant hanging over your desk or um, a wall sconce with like maybe an adjustable arm, um, I think, or a, or a table lamp, an adjustable table lamp, you know, I think really utilizing that, that task lighting aspect. Yeah. Every time I, I have installed task lights, it's been underneath the kitchen cabinets installed by a battery pack, something that I see and I want to try. Mm-hmm. And it, it has been the task lamp or, you know, the task light under the cabinets because, you know, your light source, you get one light source in the triple decker ba- uh, kitchens and it's in the middle of the old kitchen. And, you know, you're standing in front of it trying to chop up vegetables and you can't see anything mm-hmm. maybe you get a window yeah so those are definitely the highest priority i would say the number one thing that i do change or make sure first of all is because i don't want to lose a finger <laughs> so, <laughs> you know yeah totally yeah um but for the the offices i i got a lot of the times um you know you think that a light should be pointed downwards um, but you can you can flip it upside down, um, you know. So I I was excited when you're talking about you know an adjustable arm for a task lamp. But even if you have like a, a wall mount that would normally p- be pointed down, I would just like challenge you to point it upwards, especially if you have a small ceiling, you know, and you you mount it like you know three or four feet underneath the ceiling. That's going to be a really great source of indirect light, mm-hmm. and it's going to feel softer, and it's going to you know if you put it near your desk and above your workplace it's it's going to bounce right back down on your work plane and it's going to be less shadow oh yeah i agree i mean i think task lighting can be harsh if you do it you know if you get one something that's so bright and it's purely directs down i love ones that are more just um glowy um sort of glowy task lights or if it's a wall sconce that is more of a uh, a lum- like a, a light shade like with a you know a sh- versus just you know straight down um yeah and I think that's what's nice about maybe hanging a little pendant over a desk too is you get that glow that can that can bounce up but is sort of is putting some light onto the desk and I think that's that's the thing with offices is office desk is trying to avoid shadows is because that's just the yeah. worst when, you, when you're trying to write or look at something and you just see see your own shadow <laughs> And with everybody, you know, doing more calls and stuff, that indirect light is always what you want anyways. Mm-hmm. You don't want something down, downlighting your face if you can avoid it. Yep. And many just generic table wall mounted, you know, arm adjustable lamps, you know, if you go into Target into the aisle, next time you do that and you're looking at these lamps, see if you can just figure out if there's a way you can flip that so that it's pointed upwards. Oh, yeah. And I would try, I would definitely buy that one and do that. Yeah. I mean, we, sure. we've we done that with our, um, 
like a bedside lamp. We actually have it in my son's room. We have um, a clipped on, um, like a clip uh, clamp light, and we've clamped it onto his bed frame. So it's above his head and it's clamped on the top of his bed frame and he just aims straight at the wall behind him and up high. So it just kind of bounces light around. So it's not aimed straight down at his eyes. So it's not got this bright light in his face. You know, or when we're reading books, it just kind of bounces light around. And I think, because he doesn't have a bedside table, so it's like, okay, what do you do in a bedroom with no bedside table? But, you know, there's there's ways around that, like clipping lights onto onto bed frames. Um, yes. You know, th- that doesn't have to be an, an expensive solution and it's just and it's just plugged in. Um, yeah. It, the, the key is that like moment when you're in the store and you're looking at these different ideas. I would say before aesthetics, I'm like, how can I manipulate this so I can turn it upside down? And that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to buy because it's, you know, the nature of, for some reason, kids just keep growing and things change. And so I want my lighting to change too, but I don't want to have to buy new lamps every, you know, three years or something. And so before you pick it out, you want to make sure the lamp is like, has these features that can adjust where the light source is pointed. That's yeah. That's a great thing to look for. Yeah, yeah. And I think also if you can position furniture to get the most natural light too. So, I mean, admittedly, you're going to be working, you might be working in the office at night as well. But if you can put it near a window, make the most of that natural light so you're not reliant on finding a a task light or electric light when you're working during the day you know, on your desk. I think if you can place it near a window and that's also, you're going to look better on Zoom calls too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you can face, have your face face um, looking at a window, um, you're going to get that better better appearance on a, on a Zoom call without the shadows. Funny enough, I just bought a, a used desk and it's made it so that I can't face the window anymore. And now I'm like so... I'm so gung-ho about my window view and I, you know, I'm going to rearrange the whole desk and take it apart so I can reorient it because it's that important, you know, it really is. I know my desk is sideways to the window and I'm like, is there any way I can get this to face? But I really, it's like, my room just doesn't work, (laughs) work that way. I can't get it to face. Yeah. Priorities, Josie. I know. I know. (laughs) So do you have any other, um, tricks that you've having lived in small small apartments oh yeah i guess the one last thing we didn't talk about was if you have you know um a credenza or a bookshelf that's where i like to use that's where i would use the samples um because we have all these tape light samples that are you know not in production anymore because they're only two years old or something. And so I would just grab a little piece of tape light and I'd put it on the, you know, sometimes I'd put it on the floor behind the credenza just to, you know, graze light up, or I'd put it on top of the bookshelf to graze light up. And it was great because if, you know, the room had a different layer of light and it was really easy, obviously free, Um, but you can get tape light on Amazon or any of these other solutions. Um, but and I, re- problem, I recommend IKEA for that too. I think I, IKEA makes really yeah. good tape. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so that that's you know what I would do. But I was going to say the problem with that is that the plaster work in these old houses were so bad; the walls were curved that it would shine every single imperfection. 
in the wall. So it was like really ugly to look at the wall. But if you don't look at the wall and you feel the light, it felt wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's also another great tip um, to do in a kitchen. If you have a kitchen where the cabinets don't go all the way up to the ceiling, yes. is to put yes. a light on top. And that doesn't even have to be tape light. I mean, you could put like a strip light if you had a, you know, a fluorescent mm-hmm. or like an LED strip or, or anything just on top mm-hmm. of cabinets and just shining up. And you can just power that in with a with a battery or you could plug, you know, if there is a is a plug somewhere nearby, you could, you know, we've we've wired our um, under cabinet lights to a nearby plug. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think um, using above the cabinets for lighting because that really pr- creates a really nice glow in a ceiling and actually makes a room feel a little bigger because you're up lighting onto the ceiling in a kitchen. Yes. I think that's a lovely yes. effect in the kitchen. I forgot. I also wanted to bring up closet lighting because we have tiny little closets here and that's where I use that Ikea strip. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, you know, it's like literally two double A batteries, but it's like, you know, 18 inches long. And then you put those little um, Velcro scotch tape things, you know, where you mount it to the wall with that little adhesive and it's perfect. And, and you can go in there and it'll turn off automatically and you just mount it vertically on the wall so that it lights the, you know, the front edge of the clothes and it's enough to like, you know, you know what the colors are. I mean, sometimes I get dressed in the dark and, and you know, it doesn't do the best job lighting, so I mismatched every once in a while. But <laughs> that could be other reasons. But I think those little strip lights are really great to mount on the wall if you, you know, have a closet. Yeah, absolutely. That's tiny. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's some really fun, like, um, portable closet lighting out there now. Um, and I think it's worth it, yeah, because closets are so dark. <laughs> Yes. And especially big, we have some big, deep closets um, with no lighting in them. And it's just, I don't know. I just, I just have to take a guess. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, This should work together, but we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. It's been great to talk to you. And I think there's some great um, tips and ideas for people to hopefully have some better lighting in in their small rooms and small apartments yeah 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 i've been there i'm still there and you know it's fun to experiment and as long as you can have tools that allow you to experiment with them i think it's going to be the most useful you'll use those the longest Mm -hmm. absolutely well is there anywhere that people can find you if they want to get in touch oh sure um you can email me at my um, work email address, which is Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at clantonassociates.com. Great. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. Yay. It's been great. Thanks, Josie. If there are other topics you'd like me to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram or leave a comment on this episode with any lighting questions you have or topics you'd like to see covered. And remember, every home deserves great lighting, whatever your budget. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with others. And I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps new ones like mine be found by others. If you'd like more lighting inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Your Lighting Lady. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.